back in the spring of this year, Alex and I, John Dale, Stace, Sam Ainsley, and our team were all over in the UK on a whirlwind mission because we had a sense and have good reason to believe that God's working very powerfully there. And we, he had encouraged us to gather some of our allies together for some conversations, just friend to friend. And it was a fascinating question that God asked his people, um, a question I think he still is asking his people. And the question is, but do you want me to come? Hmm. And I, th- I found that at first really kind of odd. Like, what do you mean? Like, of course. Right. Right? Remember that? Seems like an obvious answer. Doesn't it? But our listeners should have been in that room and felt the reaction. So you actually posed it yep. to a room of people yep. and you yes. asked them the question, Several do times. you want God to come? <clears throat> Several yes. different rooms of people. And what, what type of response? It, it was wild because you could feel people in the room calculating what it, what will that mean mm. if i say yes if i say yes god come what will that mean and these were these these were people who love god who walk with god who want god mm-hmm. but it was i don't know maybe it was something in the way you asked it john ambivalence yeah mm. that's what you could feel in the room <laughs> yeah. am yeah, and yeah. I think I think it points to the aversion of the soul to any form of change. Mm-hmm. What is this going to mean? Even mm-hmm. the entry of the Almighty God mm-hmm. into your world, right? yep. even that of like, uh, what's that going to mean for me? Wow! Right? Yeah. Welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. Uh, John, Morgan, Alex, back in the studio for part two of a conversation on change, transition, navigating the passing of seasons, entering into new seasons. And uh, we felt this was kind of an obvious one for September, Um, not just because it's, you know, back to school time for a lot of families, but just because it is the turning of summer to fall and, and gives us a chance to reflect on some of the larger issues around um, around seasonal change in our lives. Uh, and it is so fascinating. Do you want me to come? The, the living God, <laughs> our loving Father, Jesus himself saying, would you like me to come? And people are like, mm, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Because I choose the, I, like, just unpack for a minute. The alternative is what? What do you get? Don't mess with si- my world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I get to hold on to the perception e- of equilibrium. it doesn't change. Equilibrium. That's what we were talking about last time. Yes. Don't yeah. rock the boat. Yes. Don't do, because we, there's just something in humanity that doesn't like having to navigate it. Uh, and therefore, even with the presence of a loving God, mm. right, we're just eh, not so really sure how I feel about about oh, it's convicting. That, I can yeah. feel it in me. You you get life working a little bit, and you don't want to. Right. You know, like Lewis said, you don't want to trade a mud puddle for a holiday at sea because you don't really know if that sea exists. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I think there are some helpful things that we can offer our listeners in this uh, week's 
podcast of like how how are you navigating change? How are you thinking about it? You know what? Um, it's coming, gang. Hmm. It is. It isn't it the one unavoidable hmm. thing, right? All things change. All things do. You, your body, your health, your mental faculties, your marriage, your kids, your parents, your church community, your work, your income. You, you just you can't name anything other than the living God hmm. that doesn't change. So we might as well say, okay, how do we do it well? Uh, how do how do we navigate seasons of change in our life? Um, in ways that are that are really good and and healthy. Hmm. Yeah, John. In this current season, for me, one one of the things that's been rising up and really grateful you've brought up this category in recent years to us, and just the idea of taking a pause, hmm. taking a pause in between things, right? And and so as we've as we've kind of left summer and now we're moving into fall and all of that 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 means i'm i'm trying to take a bit of a pause and and look back and go okay god mm. like um mm. this this was a really rich summer for our family as i said in the last episode mm. you know it it started with uh some pretty empty tanks for me and some places that were neglected that needed to be addressed in me mm. and that were affecting mel and the kids and and my way of relating with them and and so this summer was a bit of a journey into that and the fruit at the end of it has been some really good connection with the family. Yes, name it. Right. Really important mm-hmm. to name it. Name the lessons. Right. Name the joys. Name name sorrow. If, yeah. If sorrow was a part of it, just very important to pause and name it before we just blast to the next thing. Yeah. You know, so many people just live to the next thing, 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 and there's just no pause. There's no reflection. Yeah, John, for me, that question of, well, where's the life? Where Where is the life that's offered? And mm. and one of the ways that helps me get there is, is asking the Spirit to show me what the unique provision is of the season that's really, really good. Mm. And just like a practical example, so we're in the throes of uh, teenagers and that aren't yet driving. And we're in a culture of parents, our school doesn't have buses. And so there's just a lot of driving, driving to sports, activities, and school every day. And I noticed just the conversation of the parents of kind of resenting all the driving. And I can't wait till the kids have a license. And I I feel that it's a lot of time in a car. I mean, if I could choose my culture, I'd live in a teepee. And instead I live in carpool, you know? Yep. <laughs> and but when I sunk in and said, Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is the unique provision? And I could almost see a smile on the face of God saying, I'm glad you asked. Mm. And God said, all that car time is your gold. Mm. Your gold. It'll be, it'll, it will be gone soon, but mm. you have it in this season. And all of a sudden I started looking back, realizing like, mm. um, it's it's the primary place that we're forming prayer for our kids. It's in the car because we don't carpool with other kids intentionally. We've sacrificed that. It's the time we get to pray with them quite a bit because mm-hmm. it's a natural place that's good for the kids. And our kids are, are very conversational with us. Mm-hmm. And so it's driving to and from the sports that 
um, we have a soul to soul connection that we've fought for. And so that car time is this precious time mm. to participate with God's initiation of our kids. And so it shifted in me because I could feel myself giving mm. way to the loss of, I can't believe I'm in a suburban world spending part of my time driving and Sherry spending most of her day driving. And instead the shift was, I now fight as I have in past times, but even more so this season, mm. I choose to drive my kids to school multiple mm. days because the spirit has mm. shown me that's yeah. part of his unique provision in this season that won't last forever. And so what is the unique provision? Mm, I love that. Mm, that's good. I love that. And and with that, um, something that that was mentioned in an earlier podcast on agreements, we we're also asking God to interpret. I mean, what you were doing mm-hmm. was interpret this for me. Yes. Because I'm interpreting this as I am burning up massive amounts of my day right. in traffic. Right. And you just reinterpreted that for me. Yes. And saying, no, 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 this is phenomenal time. Yes. Use it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so a reinterpretation of things and a, a story that I told in the Agreements podcast, but but bears uh, repeating here because it was a transition story. We were at the end of summer. Stacy and I were literally packing up summer, put literally putting it in boxes and putting it away. Because now, you know, we're we're Mia and Poppy now. We're grandparents, and so I'm putting away the little plastic kiddie pool. I'm putting away the deck chairs. I'm put, you know, literally packing summer up. And the poignancy and the melancholy and just feeling like, well, it's all loss. Hmm. It's gone and here we come and now it's just work. You know, and I was already falling into, it is just work now, Mm. September through May until I can get to summer again, right? And Hmm. find find some joy and terrible, terrible, I mean, you know. Talk about massive agreements. Right. <clears throat> but I just asked Jesus into it. I just asked, would you just interpret this for me? And Jesus just said two things. It was extraordinary. He said, your summer was beautiful. Mm. Now, it didn't feel beautiful. We had massive loss this summer. But he said, your summer was beautiful, and it was enough. Mm. And I'm like, it was? Oh, Okay, well, then I can make this transition. Then I'm good. I can go into fall without feeling like I'm just lose, you know, it's just loss. So the idea of um, hanging on to ground that was gained and the idea of what is the provision now? Mm-hmm. What's the provision for this season? And how, how do you want me to interpret this change? Right? How, how do I interpret this change? It would be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That would be huge. What would you love God to interpret or reinterpret yeah. for you right now? And I love the silence here as as these guys ponder that <clears throat> and as the listener ponders that too. Mm. Oh, this feels, uh, I guess this feels a little bit vulnerable to say. Um, Yeah, for me, I think um, back to what we were talking about in the last podcast with the ground that's been gained in our family with my kids and, and, and man, I'm, I'm such a much more present dad than I was. Um, 
And thank you, God. Thank you for the rescue. Uh, thank you that that's, that's truer now mm-hmm. than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I, what I kind of need interpretation with is why it takes so long. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, to and be it, changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I am grieving. I am grieving right now some of the, um, the, the years of not being present. Um, you know, there's many times where Mel and I will have a conversation about something in the past, and I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't, ha- I don't, have, mm-hmm. I don't have any memory of that event or that yes. thing or that thing with the kids. Like, yeah. and, I, and I just realized how unpresent I was. And so, yeah, why why not a rescue from that sooner, God? Mm-hmm. Like that I that I would have been more present. And and what do I do with that? Yep. Like interpret that for me. What do I do with that going forward? Yes. Um, yeah. So so important to ask interpretation, right? Yeah. Because your heart has an interpretation. Something yeah. along the lines of, well, I'm just a oh, screw up. Right? Yeah. You know? It's all, it's all my fault. It's all me. Yeah. 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 Might be good to get another set of eyes on that. Right. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, John, it's one thing when you've been through the interpretation and you're reflecting on it, like you said, with Summer, right? It was enough yeah. and it was beautiful. But I think as you pose that question, I think part of my pause is like, what do I still need interpretation on? It's vulnerable because it's kind of presuming that you may not be seeing clearly. And like, I I was confessing something to Alex yesterday of just a way of relating in my family. And I was very sad. And I think the sadness of like, I I thought, why isn't maturity just linear and and our growth very measurable? (laughs) Why does it instead look like the freaking stock market? with these huge dips and bear cycles mm-hmm. and bull cycles. And mm-hmm. in the short term, it's, it's chaotic. And I think I, was, I am interpreting some areas that just need to grow as like, man, when am I going to grow up? Mm-hmm. And it's just very self, um, like kind of self-harming in mm-hmm. that posture. Yeah, right. When even Alex introduced the idea on interpretation yesterday in that conversation, if you remember, you said, what if actually there's a kindness from God informing you of something that's really healthy mm-hmm. and good for you by way of a boundary? And and it was like startling because mm. it never crossed my mind that this could have something to do with maturing or something to do with God's kindness. My My default was simply in this change of season, why am I back to that same old thing? Okay, gang. So you hear how important interpretation is that you are interpreting change um transition all that right now you you are you have Mm -hmm. an interpretation right now and it may not be good and to ask god and and i would just say in kindness give him a little time Mm. he might answer in the same moment as you're in the car as you're on a run as you're reading scripture as you're in prayer he might but, but give him a little room, folks. Like, he, it might take him a little time to answer that. You know, a couple days, a couple weeks. Don't lose heart if you don't hear the new interpretation immediately. I just kind of want to add that little footnote to the, yeah, <clears throat> thank you to the conversation. Um, Morgan, as we were as we were chatting about transition offline, 
you were talking about pruning mm. and asking God what needs to be pruned. Yes. What, what was that about? Well, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like your garage. I mean, who has a lot of empty space in their garage? <laughs> it's the reality of things, right? If you have a shelf, it gets filled. And I think my observation is with our own kind of lives, our souls, our relationships, our kingdoms, the areas that we've kind of have been entrusted to our care, they have a, a, a natural order of taking on things, but they are very slow to put things to death, to let go of things, mm. to trim, mm. to prune, to shear. But the scriptures are pretty clear mm. that there's kind of a way the kingdom operates and the more that's pruned, the more fruit there will be. And so mm. one of the kind of practices for me is what needs to be pruned, believing that in every season change, there are things that need to be pruned. and. I, I guess I've kind of humbly learned from experience, if I don't willfully consent to pruning, then those branches grow too far too fast and then they get broken off in a storm and it's much more severe. Mm. And so I, I'm finding in this season more so than ever before, this real curious posture with God of what do I prune? Mm. What do I prune? And before um, I would have been much and, more, and, and and just to clarify, by pruning, you don't mean what am I supposed to get out of my garage? <laughs> well, there's stuff that needs to go too. I gave Alex a couple of things. You're talking about <laughs> what relationship needs to go? Oh, okay. What activity needs to go? Oh, okay. What what um what group? What you know? I'm involved in this volunteer opportunity. <laughs> uh, our family has done this thing for years. We've taken this trip. I'm doing this project at work. Well. That was in a different season, but every season has a provision and there's a, there's a time and a season under heaven and everything is beautiful in its time, right? Mm. So by way of example, great relationship last year that God just brought into my life and it was on time. It was mutually um, strengthening. And as I've been asking the spirit, I sense he said, you're going to need to let that go in the season. And I feel this reluctance because it was so good. And I think, John, the reluctance is, well, that was a good thing last season. So I got to hold on to that because I need more good. When in fact, that, totally. was, that was yesterday's manna. Wow. And so it's taking a posture of, of confidence and the reliability of God to say, just because that was great in the last season doesn't mean it's for now. And before I fought him on that, and it would sour mm. and it would it would be precious mm. time and energy wasted. But I think now my posture is more so, okay, God, you have my attention. I'm willing for your sake without understanding to let that go. Yes. Yeah. So what needs to be pruned? In this new season. In this season. What needs to go? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Our friends, uh, some, some married friends of ours, um, who have a lot of years under their belt together, they, she has laid down a law in the house. And, and the, it's very, very simple. There's not a new piece of gear or clothing that comes through the door unless a piece of gear and clothing goes out. So, you know, he walks in with his new Patagonia, whatever, <laughs> hoodie, sweat, you know, sweatshirt. And the thing is, okay, so what leaves? Because we're not going to just keep adding. Yes. Yeah. Right? You can't do that to human lives. You can't do it to closets. You can't do it to human lives. You can't just keep adding. So what goes? 
Right. Is he allowed to remove stuff from her side of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's bringing his stuff in. Oh, that's really good. Um, Morgan, you said something in the first installment of this two-part series that I just have to come back to. It, it was such an outlandish claim that I could feel our listeners reacting to it. You said the assumption in kingdom living is that there is a greater good that is coming. Every season has a greater good. Yes. Right? And I, I just want to, listener, how do you react to that? Just let, let your soul react to that. I'm in a time of transition change, or I've just passed through one, or I see one coming, and there's a greater good that's coming. Is that what you naturally go to? Because I, I am just busted. <laughs> I'm busted. I'm like, no, nah, no, no, no. The, the good's behind me, and what's coming is something that's going to require of me. You know, it's, it's more work or more trial or, or, you know, more relational chaos or, you know, but I, no. Do you? No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think, I think my initial reaction is um, probably more along the lines of what, what's the next challenge right. that's coming, right? right? What thing am I going to have to manage next? So where do you get <laughs> the huevos to come swinging in with that you know, kind John, of statement? I mean, in some ways, it's like, I believe, help my unbelief. You know, I've come mm. far enough to know in part of me that's true and then taking the risk that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live into that reality because mm. the alternative I've experienced bumping my head is death. Mm. But I think like one example... I was sitting with a mentor who's an elder and this man had joy, like tears of joy. He had laughter, he had levity, he had ease. And looking at his circumstances, he had every reason to be taken out, every reason to be angry, discouraged with physical challenges, with relational mm. setbacks, with career mm. deficit, and he was happy. And I'm looking at him going, man, that's the trump card because he, he's got it worse than me. Like, and we were talking last podcast, kind of the downward slope of even the physical body. Like mm. I am watching in real time the disintegration of his body. Mm. But you guys, he has life mm -hmm. in increasing measure. Mm. And so I think by spending time with a person who is in front of us in this path of recovering the ancient road that, that leads to peace for our soul, the scripture mm. says like, I've, I've just, I see the signposts. Mm. I know it a little bit in my yeah. soul, but I've seen the signposts enough to say, I want that. Yeah. Yes. I want that. And when you, like we were talking about earlier, when you actually take the pause, and you look back, like Morgan, would you, would you go back to thirty? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, oh man, like, back to a young, young marriage. Uh huh. Right. Like there is fruit. And, and there I is think fruit. The, and the, I think the other piece too is, I mean, we're talking about as we do at Ransom Heart a walk with God, and so it's in the decades, but it's it's in the moment by moment, the with God life, and so. 
like an example, a practical, we're talking about managing our life, right? I've got these old vehicles and I need to get service work done again. And I scheduled it for this morning. And this morning rolled around and like, there was not a window to drop my truck off. The, the day was packed. And I just kind of leaned into God and spirit said, I set that up. And so the only way is drop my truck off and, and bike to work. And so it's, it's sunrise, I'm biking through town. I hadn't been on a bike in a long time. Hmm. And as soon as I started pedaling, I could just feel this happiness. Mm. I could feel this light in the bre- the mm. cool summer, the, the cool air of fall shifted from dang, the summer sun- warmth is gone to this crisp air was just delicious. Mm. And I could feel God just filling me with his life. And mm. I could just see him smiling saying, this was my provision for you for what you face today, mm. just today. And mm. so just that shift of like, it's not just provision for a season, but mm. it's provision for the day. Mm. I'm just, I got this big old grin on my face because this is a killer conversation. I mean, this this is so helpful to those uh, for whom uh, they're open to, to hearing it. Um, one last thought. Because I, I just feel like we're good. We feasted the banquet. Um, let me put the chocolate mint on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Change was built into human experience by God. Clearly. Right. Clearly. Right? To get us to loosen our grip. Mm-hmm. To get us to loosen our grip. And there is a there is a new thing, and it actually began only last fall, only in the summer to fall change last year uh, for me. So, you know, 57 years old last year, you know, first time. And the change was this, the change was, um, yep, I'm going to miss all that, but this means we're closer. Hmm. And and for me now, like change um, just means we're closer to the kingdom. Or every day that passes, every moment that's precious, even at its passing, go, yeah, I, I missed that, but we're closer now. This means we're closer uh, to the kingdom, to the return of Jesus, to the restoration of all things. Um, it's really, it's new for me, mm. uh, and it came back this year, I'm grateful to say. Uh, so I got, a, I got a big track record of this, of 12, 12 months. <laughs> But it's really good. Yeah. It's John, really... if you don't mind my asking, just to take a risk, what does that do in you? When, I mean, it feels very vulnerable for you to say that because I, I, I feel the, the holiness of that's true. That's true. It is closer. And what is its effect? This will sound other than I mean, but the effect is... Nothing really matters. Nothing. I mean, it just takes the drama out of it. It takes mm. the sting out of it. It takes. Mm. It's like, yep, that's um, that joy was wonderful, but I, I, I got joy coming. Yeah, and that loss was horrible, and that's going to be restored to yes. me. Yes, 
And it takes the drama, the unholy drama, I mean, I think God is full of wonderful drama, but it takes the unholy drama out of the story. It, it turns the soap opera off. It mm. turns the, the socio-drama down. Mm. It just, Ma. all that. It's like, yeah, no, uh-uh, you can't have my soul. It sounds like heresy to say, it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. There's nothing you can take from me that's not going to be restored. Mm. And and there's no lost change that I can go through that that bigger joy isn't coming. So what's the deal? What do you hold? What do you have mm. on me? Mm. You have nothing on me. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like it's close. It's close. And and each moment of change and transition, whether it's our bodies or our relationships or our kids growing up or our parents passing, you know, it just means we're that much closer. Mm. That much closer to the kingdom. So with that big statement, (laughs) we're going to close the podcast. John Eldridge, Alex Burton, Morgan Snyder, chatting on a two-part series about change.